lock and load. This is Steve Dace. The Steve Dace Show. And greetings. Happy Friday. Thanks for tuning in here today, live and on demand on Blaze TV, radio and podcast. Merry Christmas to all of you. I am Steve Dace, Totters, and Aaron McIntyre here with me, as they usually are, flanking me from left to right. But also joining us today, she'll be joining us for the Dace Group Roundtable here in a matter of moments, New York talk show host Shannon Joy. Uh, You'll be hearing from her here soon. Let us know what you think about what we think via the stevedace.com inbox. You can access that by emailing the show, steve at stevedace.com. That's D-E-A-C-E. You can like us on Facebook, also on our new MeWe page, which is the free speech alternative to Facebook. Uh, follow us on Twitter at Steve Dace Show, as well as at Steve Dace on Parlor, which is the free speech alternative to Twitter. You can also, uh, for now, anyway, uh, check out our new YouTube channel at youtube.com slash Steve Dace. And the last name is spelled D-E-A-C-E. You can also check out my new book, A Nefarious Carol, which is coming out on December the 15th. You'll be able to pre-order your copy right now at Amazon.com. It is the sequel, the novella sequel to A Nefarious Plot, which we are turning into a movie next year. Get the sequel book right now. Make my kids happy to make sure that they can have a Christmas. A woman named Beth sent me a note, said she was very upset that I was trying to shame people into buying this book by using my children as pawns. You haven't read the book. I have. Todd, you've read this book a couple of times. I have. We, we, we need to shame people into buying this book with my children as pawns, don't we? It's one way to go. Yeah. No, we, we, trust me, it, it can't stand on its own. So, so we, have, <laughs> we have to shame you. Is that a good pitch? Yeah. Just to be that honest about it? Okay. Uh, but that, it won't stand on its own, or we don't want to take the chance that it might not. So, yes, I'm going to and, use my adorable children as complete and total pawns. And given the amount of money they have cost me so far in, in the short lives that they have had, I am frankly entitled to do so. You've, and you've never really, you don't have a track record. You've never written any other books, too. So you, it's obvious that right. you need to you're just, taking a ma- You're taking yeah. a massive gamble here. Yes. There's no question about that. Not to mention, I talked to my youngest child and they told me it was okay. I, don't you love it when people do that on Twitter? You know, my my four year old came to me and said that they really couldn't understand the patriarchal heteronormative uh, 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 imbalance in the culture today. Don't you love it when you see people tweet that stuff? I just out? had that talk this morning with my children. Yes. And who doesn't, right? Yes. Especially, especially this time of year, right? So get your copy of a nefarious Carol now. The audible version is already out. Um, myself and our oldest daughter uh, Anastasia, we performed that uh, for you. So get it at Amazon.com now. All right, coming up on a Friday, uh, you know the drill. Uh, Feedback Friday is coming your way next hour. But we begin here in hour one, as we always do, with the day Group. Your weekly look at the week that was brought to you by Patriot Mobile, which notes that it is the time for giving. And Patriot Mobile is back with a brand new Christmas promotion just for you until December the 19th. Get a Samsung A11 for yourself and someone close. That's two phones. Absolutely free. That's right. Free. 
Or bring your own phone and get a free month of service, whichever you prefer. Go to PatriotMobile.com and get the same nationwide coverage because you'll get the same towers as everyone else, plus a plan that will fit into your budget. But they're the only Christian conservative wireless provider out there, so they won't take a portion of your bill and give it to a bunch of uh, individuals and pagan outlets trying to deconstruct America. In fact, right now, uh, they're helping supply Bibles for kids around the world. So switching is easy. Go to PatriotMobile.com slash Steve if you want to make the switch use the promo code steve there that's patriotmobile.com slash steve or call their u.s-based customer service team at 972 patriot that's 972 patriot let's get to issue one bleep democrats say my message couldn't be simpler it's time to hunker down It's time to cancel everything. He's just asking people to make sensible decisions. And when you look around the world, you see it works. You see what's happened in these European countries where they've instituted measures like this for short periods of time, and it breaks the rise. It just does. Israel's done it like three times. If your family traveled, you have to assume that you were exposed and you became infected and you really need to get tested in the next week. You see it works and it breaks the rise. It just does. Israel's done it like three times. Close the bars and keep the schools open is what we really say. Obviously, you don't have one size fits all. But as I said in the past, and as you accurately quoted me, the default position should be to try as best as possible within reason to keep the children in school or to get them back to school. Israel's done it like three times. If there are two, maybe three vaccines, how do you know which one you should take? Well, the, the, the answer for the next few months is you're not going to have much of a choice. You pretty much have to take what's offered to you. You see it works. After getting this vaccine, is this going to change how we socially distance? Are we going to still need to wear masks? No, we are not going to immediately, once you get vaccinated, be able to go back to uh, you know, 2018, 2019. Israel's done it like three times. I hear all this about, well, it's a great sacrifice of my freedom. Well, tell that to all the people who went to... World War One and gave their lives in World War Two. So on the one hand, we have the global virus that has besieged the bodies of people all over the world. The good doctor just told us about the latest protocol and etiquette to try to get us to safety. But we also had the recognition of a racial pandemic. So we had, you know, COVID-19 and then we had COVID-16-19. To see black people as human beings is a hard ask for so many people. Inequality stagnant wages, especially for workers who lack a college education. Communities that have seen industry disappear with no good jobs replacing lost ones. Racial disparities in pay, job opportunities, housing, food security, and small business lending that deny wealth building to communities of color. Joe Biden is now demonstrating correctly that women can run things really well. They're proven to be effective leaders time and time again. Women have, in comparison to men, I hate to say it, but it's true, have more leadership skills. Joe Biden said that on his first day of office, he will give transgender students access to sports, bathrooms, and locker rooms in accordance with their gender identity in all federally funded schools. Do you think he has the ability to do this, and do you agree with this decision? I agree with the decision, and I know he'll check things out thoroughly legally. <sighs> the material we are going to have these next four years. I mean, it, it, I mean, if 
if Biden is sworn in, this is your baseline crazy. <laughs> but can you only imagine if the election did get overturned and Trump is sworn in? If the, I mean, there's going to be immolations. And we'll have videos of people literally lighting themselves on fire. So either way, the, 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 the treasure trove is boundless. So let's get to the opening question. Shannon, you get to go first. What was the most insane thing that you just saw? It is just the moronic blather coming from health officials, politicians, wear the mask, don't wear the mask, they work, they don't work, vaccines work, they don't, go home, stay home, get out there, open your business, close, close your business. It's just, there's no rhyme or reason. I'm waiting for them to tell me to to put a pinwheel on my head, pat my head, rub my tummy, do the hokey pokey and turn myself around because that's going to protect me from COVID. It's just ridiculous. It's like, and And the worst part of all of it is that we'll do it. As Americans, I mean, we're, we're training them very well to tell us to do absolutely inane things in order to protect ourselves from an airborne virus, right, that is survivable by 99% of the population. And so we've just decided to go crazy in America. This is our season, apparently, that we've all dropped our basket. But yeah, it's, I mean, the latest moronic blather from those. <laughs> if you stratify all of the death data for covid through the end of November. What you're going to find is that more people have died over the age of 85 in America with COVID than have died total from between the ages of birth to 80. And the average lifespan in America is 78. <laughs> Keep that in mind. That Them's facts, folks. Yep. Those are facts. Todd, what was the most insane thing that you just saw? Well, I... I'm really vibing with Aaron. The placement of transgenderism at the end of all that is perfect. I doubt Aaron would have just made that like the last thing he threw on just for good measure because it sums up everything so perfectly. You would think that with the uh, COVID, as Michael Eric Dyson said, we not only had COVID-19, we had COVID-1619. We had a racial pandemic. There's just too much real stuff going on to right. possibly be bothered by this whole transgenderism thing. But the right. transgenderism thing is the whole point. It is right. the poster child for our total and utter deconstruction as human beings. It's not just an add-on. It's the goal of everything it's the goal of covid it's the goal of race riots it's just to shatter us as human beings so aaron to the extent that that was perfect purposeful bravo thank you it was purposeful uh especially after the uh, you know women leaders they can get it done after Jen yellen just spews goes on on spewing just sexism uh, yeah, nonsense. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, that's what that's sorry. what she was spewing with yeah. sexism. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, women leaders make better leaders than than men. Next clip. What's a woman? I, perfect, yeah. uh, if I may say so myself. But my favorite clip and that nonsense. And you you remarked during during the the montage there, Steve. Whatever his name is, John somebody, I believe, at CNN. He's the guy that lectured Harvey Rich at exactly. Yale about hydroxychloroquine several and months ago. And how it doesn't work. Yeah. yeah. And he doesn't how, yeah. how uh, medicines work. Talking right. about yeah. how, you know, um, I, I think it was in the context of Garcetti or maybe it was Gavin Newsom's uh, orders out in California. 
you know, he's just asking you to uh, just, just just be careful, and you know, it's a sacrifice. Da 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 da. Uh, you look at the European countries that have locked down. Uh, it just works. It's proven to work. I mean, Israel's done it three times. <laughs> yeah, I, odds okay. goes up to eleven. It works so well. Yeah, that doesn't Israel's say done what it you three think times. it says. It's the it, it's the joke I gave to Aaron off the air. It's the woman who says, "I know Weight Watchers works. It worked all seven times I tried it, ha! right?" Yeah. Or when I once interviewed le- former legendary, he's now no longer with us, legendary uh, pro wrestler Harvey uh, Race, and he was bragging about how or Harley Race, and he was bragging about how he had won the, the world heavyweight championship in pro wrestling more than any other time, more than anybody else. And I asked him as a follow up question. But doesn't that mean you've also then lost it more than anybody else too? <laughs> right? This is <laughs> look at Israel. They keep doing it over and over I again. Know. Yes, it's a Spinal Tap Monty Python level of farce. In Monty Python, there's that scene where they do the Trojan horse thing, but they build a rabbit, but they forget yes. to explain that they're the ones that are supposed to jump out of it. Yes, so no one's inside the thing. Yes, and so they, so what do we do now? Well, we could build a large wooden badger. It's over and over. Dumb after dumb. Yes, that's yeah. very well put. Friday again, Aaron. I'm telling you. Yep, it's his day. He just, he just saves it all up for Fridays. Let's get to the exit question. On a scale of one to ten, with one being how hard Republicans are actually fighting voter fraud, and ten being how hard they'll promise to on Fox News. That's my one of my all time favorite questions I've ever asked. I have to say, I'm going to give myself a helmet sticker for how that one is worded. Uh, rate this week's level of total depravity, uh, Todd. Ten. Shannon. Well, we had a meteor strike us here in upstate New York, and I was like, meh. So I'm at a one. I've been at a, I've been at a one for a long time. We did. We had a fireball, a big, fat fireball. Hit. By the way, further confirmation along those lines from the Department of Defense on UFOs yesterday. Did you guys see that? I did not. Further <laughs> confirmation that UFOs are real from it's the Department coming. of Defense yesterday. Oh, it's happened. More of it. There's so much crap. This is all like the Friday news dump every day now because there's so much stuff going on. Should we give them the alien stuff? Just throw it out there. (laughs) People walk right over it, trip on it in the hallways. Don't you feel like you're in Hunger Games? Like you're just waiting for the next thing. Here's what I'm waiting for. I am waiting for tourists to be invited to Area 51 to see the alien spacecraft, right? (laughs) But then someone attempts to go in there without a mask. And that's the controversy, right? <laughs> it's not that they hid this from us for 70 years. It's that somebody attempted to walk in there without a mask. That's what I'm waiting yes, it'll for. It'll be that or using the wrong pronouns or yes. something. Yes. Aaron. Uh, it's a 10. It's a 10. Issue two. You were made to be ruled. Austin, Texas Mayor Steve Adler. You need to, you know, stay home if you can. Do everything you can to try to to keep the numbers down. He shot that video on Facebook Live on November 9th from his timeshare in Cabo after traveling there in a private jet. Now, I've been in the news today. I recognize that my travel set a bad example. Moving on. We are talking about L.A. County Supervisor Sheila Kuehl. Again, she voted to shut down dining, outdoor dining here in L.A. County. Well, 
We've learned that just hours after she made those comments and hours after she made that vote, she came right here behind me to Il Forno in Santa Monica. It's a restaurant she describes as one of her favorite, and she ate outdoors here. And then there's San Jose Mayor Sam Licardo, who spent Thanksgiving at his parents' home just days after tweeting, everyone should cancel their big gatherings for the holiday. Denver Mayor Michael Hancock tweeted, telling citizens not to travel for the holidays while he was literally sitting at the gate to board a plane to Mississippi. New York Governor Andrew Cuomo had plans for family Thanksgiving, including his own elderly mother, until he was called out for it. California Governor Gavin Newsom dined out at the posh French Laundry restaurant the night before San Francisco Mayor London Breed did at the same place. The list goes on and on, but that's just recently. Nevertheless, politicians keep doing things like what Eric Garcetti, Los Angeles mayor, is doing. My message couldn't be simpler. It's time to hunker down. It's time to cancel everything. And I'm sure Los Angeles will dutifully comply. It's the unspoken truth of humanity that you crave subjugation. The bright lure of freedom diminishes your life's joy in a mad scramble for power, for identity. You were made to be ruled. First question. Do you feel any empathy at all for those who voted for these leftists and are now being punished by them? Because I sure as hell don't. Whatsoever. Shannon, I'll start with you. Well, I mean, this is I mean, this is just the great reset, baby, right? I mean, we have the World Economic Forum saying with a paper that seriously posits the idea that humans can be conditioned to drink wastewater, eat ants and insects and weeds to survive. I mean, so that's what they that's what they have in store for us. But I slightly differ. You know, I, I divide society up into really three groups. You have the planners and the managers and then the sheep. And honestly, you know, the, the planners are evil. I'm absolutely convinced. I mean, there are people at the very top who I think have uh, God complexes and are um, just downright evil. You have the managers, they're cowardly and or corrupt and stupid. And then the sheep are ignorant. Okay. And, and so I, I don't, I don't blame them anymore. And I, and I'm not angry with them either because they just don't know any better. And that really is a large segment, I unfortunately, of our population today. But for me, it's, it's, you know, Christ said they know, forgive them, Lord, for they know not what they do. And so, you know, my goal every day is just to wake up as many people as I possibly can, get people to motivate and activate locally because that's where they have the most control and to not worry about the people. But, you know, so I don't, I'm, I don't know. I mean, I, I'm angry and at the, at the people who are putting this all in place, but not the people who just don't know any better. They, they really don't. They're, they're ignorant. Todd. No, and I've said as much on the show. This was my point after the election uh, and why I thought Trump was going to win. I I simply thought in places like Michigan and Wisconsin, after living under the, the obvious... Uh, in in flexible, you know, purple states living under the obvious tyranny of governors, particularly in Michigan, the people would just like, no, you know, it doesn't mean I'm becoming a Republican, but this ain't going to stand. And they they didn't. Uh, I mean, I know we're still up in the air on uh, on Michigan and Wisconsin, uh, but still, it's it's close. It's it should have been a 
unmistakable yep. victory yep. for Donald Trump. Should have been a referendum. Yes. Should not. Should have yes. been outside any margin yes. of cheating. Yes. I agree. And then also last yep. week, uh, you know, I, you're in. Uh, uh, I know, Shannon, you don't live in New York, but this was my point about I'm I'm sick of the whole New York notion. City, you mean? Yeah, yeah. Oh, New yeah. York City. Yeah. I, that, uh, uh, New York tough. Like, yeah, we're New Yorkers. You can't knock us down. No, you, look at who you're ruled by. Look at I this know. clown. He should be tarred and feathered. I know. And you let I mean, him you, go. You have to wait. So, I know. So it's- until you throw him out and say, you know what? enough we, we we allowed ourselves to be bamboozled you just can't go like yeah that was kind of a tough uh, to hand for anybody to deal with yeah but you know we're, we're democrats and this is just how it is no if you don't re- i have no sympathy whatsoever if you are just going to lie to yourself I like don't that either. look at if you if you looked at those videos look at all those individuals those are those. All of those were kids you be, you beat up in school or could have. You know, you're getting rolled by these dweebs. They're not. They're not. It's not. I'm not talking about nerds that are smart. These were dweebs. These were the guys that didn't know cool. when to shut running their when to stop running their mouth, and so you enjoyed whipping their asses. Okay, this these were the guys that their older brothers wouldn't protect them. And would look the other way because they thought, hey, if you're going to run your mouth like that at the schoolyard, then you probably ought to take a punch to the face. These are the guys, these are the people you're letting roll you. Complete and total beta males. Mm-hmm. So no, I, I have zero. These aren't socio, if, if, if they're so, well, they are sociopaths, but not in any kind of megalomaniac way. These are dweebs. You're you're you've rolled over and played dead to a dude who weighs a buck oh five and has a nine hundred dollar haircut for a governor. Okay, I mean you guys are you. This is pathetic. I have zero empathy, zero sympathy. You got what you asked for. You wanted the subjugation. You were made to be rule. Kneel before Zod and accept (laughs) your rulers. I want to see more groveling. Actually. More right. the story out of San Diego of the teacher, you, the teachers yeah. being being forced to all be told they're racist if they're white and go to conditioning. None of you, if we have anybody listening in San Diego, and you're one of those teachers, do not send me an email telling me what really went on at this thing, and then at the end say, "But don't say my name. I don't want to lose my job." Right. No, right. if you showed up, if you go, if you comply, then you got what you deserve. Accept your reward in full. Take it all. Because you're giving it all to the rest of us. Aaron. Um, I, I, I think going forwards, it's not a sense of schadenfreude, but um, a sense, it is a little bit of schadenfreude. Let's just be honest about that. But more, I, I've got a, a, a sense of a bolstering of, of faith <laughs> because this is the principle of sowing and reaping just playing out. We should be thankful that the natural law that God really exists. Do not be deceived. God will not be mocked. A man reaps what he sows. This is sowing and reaping. This has been sown for decades and decades. Yeah. And if God is not merciful upon our nation, and he already has been, but if that hand continues to be removed, who knows how long we will be reaping what we have sown for decades. 
So in, in, a, in a weird way, it actually, it actually it helps my faith because I'm seeing God's hand at work, just yeah. not the way, the pleasant way that I would prefer it to work. It's not Jeremiah 29, it is, 11. It is just. It's yeah. not Jeremiah 29, 11. Maybe it's no. the rest of Jeremiah. Is yeah. that what you're saying? Yeah. What were we going to say there, Shannon? Go ahead. Oh, I forgot. That's all right. No, I, I you know, I agree with you guys. Um, I just think that people need time to wake up. That's what I've learned in the past eight years of doing this show is that sometimes we get to a place before other people because we're attuned to it. And you're right. Courage needs to happen. But I think, Steve, the people that you were talking about right there, when you talked about that teachers and the teachers who are sending you, this is what really happened, but don't tell my name. I mean, these are conservatives that we're talking. We're not, mm-hmm. not, we're not talking about That's liberals. Right. They don't even, yeah. they don't even know what's going on. Yep. But you are absolutely right about conservatives who complain incessantly about what's going on. They complain incessantly about leadership and they don't do anything. They don't say anything. They don't stand up in their own line of work and they're coward. They're cowardly. I know a lot of them. Uh, there are too many of them. We need more people to find their courage and to stand up. But it's a, it's a process, I guess, is my point. And it's a process of waiting for people to suffer enough and then they have the realization and then they realize. And and I see that every day in New York, every day as we're building a a mobilization and a coalition from the ground up and people are coming out every single week. Just when I think that we're not going to have enough people and we don't have enough people to, to mobilize, another person comes to the, you know, comes to the organization. We're seeing it across the state. So I, I've learned to be patient. And to not get ahead of people because they're gonna they're gonna wake up in their own time and and this is the way that God works too, you know. Um, it, it's a it's a slow and infuriating process, but I want to be there. I think we should all try to be there to gather these people when they're ready to stand up and they're ready to uh, take a stand and have some courage and fight back. I'm I'm like come to the party. Let's go. See, you I know? agree with everything you just said, which is exactly why I'm taking the tact that I'm taking. Yeah. Yeah, because I'm trying to rub their nose in it. I'm yeah. trying to infuriate them because it's yeah. obvious. You know, there's there's two ways to motivate people and there's two kinds of people. So you have to motivate people according to the kinds of people they are. One yeah. way is if you if you, you say to somebody, hey, I don't think you can do that. And they'll be like, well, he, you told me you don't think I can do that. So why should I even try? Right. That that person needs to be told, hey, I know you can do it. Right. They, they need mm-hmm. an encouraging word. Yeah. Our culture is stoned. I mean, it's it's laid out junky stone, needles dripping from arms with yep. veins popped open with encouragement. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Encouragement right. is everywhere. Encouragement for this, that. Encouragement yep. doesn't move any needle for anybody. That's pretty obvious. So you know what everybody needs? A trip behind the woodshed for an ass whooping. So right. that, that, that's me. I want the, yep. the, the wake up ain't happening with any positive, encouraging words. All right. That doesn't mean you can't wake a culture up with positive, encouraging words. I'm only talking about this one at this time. All right. This yeah. one, this one is strung out junkie on encouragement. Okay. We got encouragement coming out the back end. All right. No, what this culture needs is to have its nose rubbed in it, rubbed in it. That's what it needs. The rest of that scene from the Avengers that Aaron played at the end of his intro, when he's rubbing their nose in it, there's a guy, there's an old man. Remember that scene? Yep. There's an old yep. man who takes the knee. 
right? Instinctively, like everybody else. But when he, the more and more and more he listens to Loki rub his nose in it, what does that finally do? Wake that testosterone level up just a tad, does it not? Yes. Yeah. And he man, that old man gets up on half a hip and says, I did this once before in my life. I'm never, ever doing this ever again. That's what we're trying to produce. Yes, I'm annoying you. Yes, I'm antagonizing you. Yes, I'm provoking you. Because it's clear that a Hallmark card or a clever turn of phrase won't get her done. It's clear winsomeness won't get it done. All right. So then you need a you need a curb stomp. You need a foot up the backside backside of your ass. That's what you need. And so we're just the show to give it to you. Exit and you're question. You're just the guy to give it, Steve. <laughs> I like it. I like it. True or false? Without mass defiance and demonstrations in the streets. The COVID restrictions will next evolve to you must have proof of COVID vaccine in order to buy and sell outside your home. True or false? Aaron. Absolutely true. Todd. You know what I think? True. Shannon. True. I think there's no question that it's true. Yeah. There's no question. And it it will not come and they'll get around it because it won't come from government. The private industries will be allowed to impose this on you. Yes. And the government will say, well, we didn't do it, and it's their private industry, so they can do it to you. Because corporate America isn't your friend. It's not your friend. It's not the 80s anymore. These aren't made up of Lee Iacocas and Gordon Geckos that are trying to win the rat race and die with the most money anymore. These people are largely leftist progressives. They're funding this. They're in on it. And a lot of your Republican governors give them all forms of economic incentives to come to your state in exchange for importing this pagan progressive filth right into your uh, water table. That's you what, go. and that's what's going to happen here. Mark my words. Unless you mastify, mm-hmm. it will eventually go. You cannot buy or sell outside your home in most places in America without proof of COVID vaccine. That is where this is going next. We'll come back. Eh, what election fraud? We'll get into that here next on Blaze TV radio and podcast. Stay tuned. You know, a lot of us know that we're probably overpaying on our car and homeowners insurance and you'd love to save money, but are you really going to save enough money to justify spending hours on your own shopping for lower rates? Probably not. That's why you need to use Gabby. Gabby does all the work for you in just a few minutes and get this. Gabby customers save $960 per year on average. Gabby takes the pain out of shopping for insurance by giving you an apples to apples comparison of your current coverage with the top 40 insurance providers, including big companies like Nationwide, Travelers, and more. Just link your current insurance accounts and in minutes they'll be able to see quotes. Uh, You'll be able to see quotes for the exact coverage that you currently have. I did this for me. And it came back and the recommendation it gave me was to go with Safeco, the insurance company we use, and the exact plan we already have. So, hey, if you're already doing the best you can do, they'll tell you that too. But at least now you'll get a chance to know. You're probably overpaying, but if you're not, Gabby will tell you that. And if you are, they can save you money. So it's totally free to check it out. And there's no obligation. Go to Gabby.com slash Dace. They'll never sell your information, by the way. Gabby, G-A-B-I 
G as in George, A B as in boy, I G A B I, Gabby.com slash my last name Dace. That's Gabby.com slash Dace. All right, let's get back to the Dace Group, our weekly look at the week that was. New York talk show host Shannon Joy here joining us as we go to issue three. Eh, what election fraud? The Trump campaign held hearings in Pennsylvania, Arizona, and Georgia recently, listening to witness testimony of alleged voter fraud in the 2020 election. In Michigan, the state Senate held a hearing as well. In none of these forums were any of the witnesses under oath. We'll start in Pennsylvania. And that's 604,000 votes in 90 minutes, is that right? Correct. This is uh, 300 and, uh, 337 votes, 337,000 votes in that, uh, at, in that at, period of time. Yes. And when you look at this entire curve with all these spikes, can you calculate how, how, how much of a vote that accounted for for Biden and how much for Trump? Close to 600,000. I think our, our figures were about 570 some odd thousand that uh, all those spikes represent over time. For Biden? Correct. And how much for Trump? Uh, I think it was a little over 3,200. Arizona. Would you repeat that? <laughs> yeah. They thought they were done. They thought they were done and then multiple there was times. A, there yeah. was what? Multiple times. The people that were running the rooms thought they were done or almost done or were going to be done Wednesday morning, then Thursday morning, then Friday morning. Then it went on the whole next week. And I'm like, I, I, I asked the question, I'm like, you don't know how many ballots are still left to come in? I, so I don't know. I don't know who does, again, process project management. Michigan. My name is Melissa Carone. I am a resident of Wayne County. I have a background in IT and cybersecurity. I was contracted by PDS staffing to work with Dominion Voting Systems assisting with IT at the TCF Center. What I witnessed um, at the TCF Center was complete fraud. The whole 27 hours I was there, um, there was um, batches of ballots being ran through the tabulating machines numerous times, um, being counted eight to ten times. In Georgia, video surfaced from the night of and morning after the election from State Farm Arena in Atlanta, where poll workers were counting ballots. The video, the Trump team claims, appears to show poll workers being cleared out before another person comes back, retrieves a suitcase, which the Trump team claims is filled with ballots, and begins to work unsupervised. State officials in Georgia have since denied those claims and said nothing suspicious is happening in the video. Then somebody named Election Wizard took Edison research data from election night, scraped from the New York Times website, and claims during the time that the aforementioned video took place, a batch of more than 20,000 votes came in, with nearly 98% of them going for Joe Biden. One other nugget of note from this week, the Nevada GOP announced they have submitted evidence to a court of nearly 8,000 voters in the state with addresses that don't exist, and another 15,000 voters registered to vacant or commercial properties who cast back ballots in the election. There's even more in that Nevada finding. I mean, they're claiming they've got thousands upon thousands. What's the exact number here? Uh, 42,000 voters who voted twice, 1,500 voters who are, are deceased, according to the Social Security Administration, 20,000 people who voted that don't even have a Nevada mailing address, uh, 6,000 U.S. U, uh, United States Postal Service flags were on for with absentee ballots placed on vacant addresses, um, and then almost 2,500 people that changed their legal address to another state or country, and were all counted in the voter rolls in Nevada. That's what the state Republican Party is claiming in the suit that they filed this morning. All right, so let's get to this on a scale of one to ten. 
And it, it does feel as if some narrative have sh- has shifted with that Georgia video. How much? But at the very least, it penetrated Fox's Overton window last night as their two top-rated programs decided that this was enough now that they could actually begin going after this story. On a scale of 1 to 10, with 1 being as anemic as Rudy, Rudy Giuliani's debate prep advice to Donald Trump before the first debate, and 10 being as potent as Giuliani's ballsy prosecution of the mob back in the day, how much do you believe voter fraud determined the outcome of the election? Todd, I'll start with you. So I don't have to claim I know what the outcome nope, is. Just how much, how based on what you've seen, how much do you think it determined the outcome of the election? Because I, that's really the right. that's really the statement, right? I mean, and, and then that's what Barr said the other day to AP right at the time Melissa Carone was testifying in Michigan, by the way. But he said that there were there has been no evidence of widespread voter fraud that would alter the outcome of the election. That last part of the phrase, right? So that's why I asked the question this mm-hmm. way. Okay, what do you think? Well, you you asked this question in the toughest way possible, but that's the most grown-up way i mean it's i i will give it a six we are at least at the a flip of a coin on on this kind of stuff i mean we we knew based on uh uh, democrats before uh 2020 uh what they said about um uh dominion we we know just based on common sense about mail-in voting how problematic it is uh steve said before the show the real question about uh, pennsylvania is just how bad the voter fraud will be i mean this was easy to see uh, coming, so it's at least a flip of a coin, and because the seriousness uh, is at a state, we've seen so much actual anecdotal evidence. We're at the point of this being naked gun territory, where there's a, a, a chalk outline right next to this guy, and people are looking at it, and and they're sitting with a megaphone yelling at you, "Nothing to see here, folks." We know there's corpses strewn through the streets, so uh, I, I'm going to push it to a six. I, I, I simply can't say, and I've said this from the beginning. I, 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 there's, we still have no way of definitively knowing uh, whether this this thing can and should be flipped. I, I, I think it's dishonest for anybody who's not right there in one. Part- I think at best there might be some people out in some of these states who know for sure and just can't quite prove it at a level that is necessary for the masses that a state should be flipped. But I know that I certainly don't know that. All right, Aaron, what do you think? Yeah, I'm at a five right now. I, I, I don't think there's any, any doubt. I've said this over and over again. I don't think there's any doubt that there was significant voter fraud in this election. How significant? That's the answer to the question. I just yeah. don't know. It's it's unknowable um, at, at this point, unfortunately, I, I believe anyway. Um, and so uh, hundreds of pages of sworn affidavits are not nothing. Um, eyewitness testimony, which is basically what that is. These videos now um, or this video from State Farm Arena in Georgia, that's certainly something as well. I come back to what I said yesterday, though. The fact that we haven't gotten, and we, meaning people who want to know the truth about this election, haven't gotten any legal success of note in the post-election legal efforts to to uh, try to uncover this voter fraud or prove it is either one of three options. One, Trump's attorneys just suck. That's that's possibly true. Two, 
judges, even some appointed by Donald Trump himself, probably hate his guts and are corrupt and or are corrupt, I should say. Uh, That's possibly true. Or three, um, Bill Barr should be fired, which is Donald. I mean, he serves at the pleasure of of the president of the United States. He's not doing anything, at least that I've seen yet. I think it's one of those three options. So as much as I it's it's just incredibly frustrating because I feel like we're getting none of the recourse that's promised us in this country and all of the dumb, all of the dumb. So and and the dynamic that's playing out on the right right now, Steve, I feel like we're back to 2016. On one side, it seems, or at least in one faction, I should say, there's a bunch of sanctimony and um, a bunch of sanctimony and team G- old old school team GOPE. And then on the other side, it's Zorp the surveyor uh, colluded with Hillary Clinton and George Soros to steal the election from Trump or nothing. And if you try to walk in between those two groups, you you get you try to ride that fence, you get a sore crotch, and, and so it's just frustrating, is- just infuriating this rem- that's never stopped me before go ahead todd well yeah. just before shannon gets in this reminds me of a conversation you just said you had recently with somebody uh about telling you guys see if we've, we've got to be better than this yeah Our, uh, way yeah, too we're not, many we're not, we're not better than way this. too many conservatives have come to rely on a a progressive lie that our our systems are just so mm-hmm. good and great our systems mm-hmm. are never going to be mm-hmm. better yeah. than the people they're yep. surrounded by that's, that's why, why we're, we're not, not better, better than, than this. this that's that's yeah. yeah that's why shannon go ahead well, this has been a tough one. I haven't paid a ton of attention to this because I go back and forth. You know, am I going to feel the same way that I felt after Benghazi? Am I going to feel the same way that I felt after Fast and Furious? And every scandal that we focused on for the past five years in this country that I mean, ends nothing. With a well, you get all worked up and then nobody's held accountable. Nothing right. happens. Right. And so I do what it's like in your state, me, for I, example, yesterday they announced they found 52 more ballots almost an entire month after the election to Claudia flip a Teddy. congressional seat. Yeah. Right. I mean, so why, so why wouldn't they keep doing this stuff if there's no accountability right well and i'm convinced i am absolutely certain there was there was voter fraud i'm certain that i'm convinced that there was a lot of voter fraud the extent of it we don't quite understand it seems like the people at the local level are more concerned about this than even trump's own administration and his own staff his lawyers are fumbling and bumbling bill barr is out to lunch somewhere right donald trump you don't even see a whole lot from him so are they really fighting are they really looking into this or is this just part of the razzle dazzle but in this case i do think that the process is more important than the outcome. So regardless of whether Trump is, you know, determined to be the president in 2021 or Biden, what is really good about this is the fact that you have people at the local level really beginning to scrutinize their election processes. And this is happening in California, in New York, obviously Pennsylvania, in Georgia, in Arizona. And that's what we need are millions and millions of Americans to come up from the bottom up like a bunch of little ants and start watching everything. Start asking questions of local leaders, local board members, local legislators, because that's what really matters. If we're more concerned about free and fair elections than we are about the outcome of this particular, because whatever it's going to be, it's going to be. I have a a sneaking suspicion that it's already been determined, okay? And they're just walking us through the process. But when you have such blatant, and and to me, there's a lot of evidence out there. I've seen a lot of really credible evidence of wide-scale, massive amounts of voter fraud. And that needs to be remedied. But that remedy is not going to come from Washington, D.C., which is in 
absolutely corrupted. It's unsavable. It's over. Democrats and Republicans, they are the unibrow. They are the same party. This is being this is being broadcast to us clear as day. And people are finally beginning to realize this, which is a good thing, because our answers are not in Washington, D.C. They're in the rotary. They're in your local school board, zoning board, village board, town board, legislature, legislature. That's where our answers are. And so this process is the process is more important than the outcome, in my opinion. But I'm, you know, I'm up in the air as, as to as to how much and how wide scale. See, I think the answer is a 10 because they get to do whatever they want. Their judges can just change laws. They can change whatever time is the deadline to submit a ballot, what a ballot if is. We let them. Who gets to count the ballots? They control the system. And so otherwise you have to believe, as I said, at the, first, the very first day, you have to believe a half a dozen counties in this country are just full of mind-numbed morons that don't know how to operate the postage system properly. And the, and the other, other 17,000 counties in America were able to do this. I just don't believe that. Let's get to the exit question. True or false? If, in fact, he was defeated in 2020, Donald Trump will return as the GOP nominee again in 2024. Just a true or false? Aaron. Nominee, false. Todd. False. Shannon. False, I hope. <laughs> True. Uh, let's get to predictions, Aaron. Uh, let's see. I didn't make a prediction this week, so I'm just going to start talking and see where this goes. Uh, All right, we'll come back to you. Thank Todd, you. I'll give you a minute. Go ahead, Todd. Well, I want to echo what you said about vaccines uh, because that was going to be mine. But on a personal level, this is the kind of thing I'm talking about when my wife and I are out on walks talking about future plans. And in the back of my mind, I'm like, I'm not entirely sure if my daughters will be allowed to go to college, mm -hmm. let, allowed, uh, let alone play college sports if this vaccine stuff continues on the trend that it is. You ready, Aaron? Yep. Go. There will be absolutely no legal wins when it comes to uncovering voter fraud at all. Mm. Shannon, your prediction. I think everyone's going to get sick with COVID. Lots of positive tests out there. I think everyone's going to get really sick. Not really sick, but a lot of positive tests out there. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be a big spike. So my prediction is the announcement that Warner Brothers made yesterday um, I think that will be the norm for the movie business for the foreseeable future um, is that you will they will we will never go back again to a system where the movies are out for nine, uh, 60 to 90 days with an exclusivity window for the theaters and then you're able to put them out for streaming or online or DVD. I think that you're going to see with maybe very limited exception for a few tentpole releases a year, uh, like a new Marvel film. But even then, I, I think you're going to see it operate like this for the foreseeable future, maybe forever, where they will just go at the exact same time. Similar to, you know, there was a time that if I, my favorite restaurant, sit down restaurant, if I wanted to their food, I had to go there and eat it, right? And then there was, a, then they invented takeout and now I can just have it even delivered to my home like a pizza, right? And I think that's exactly what's going to happen to the movie industry. I, I think the idea that if you want to see a brand new uh, movie like Wonder Woman 1984 and you, you have to go see it at a theater, I don't think we'll ever have that happen ever again. That's a great sadness. Yeah, I miss that. And, and I, you'll see movie theaters will stay in business, but then I think they will largely be uh, owned and controlled by companies like Netflix and Amazon, big national companies. Uh, or even the movie studios, they'll lift the restriction that you can't buy on uh, uh, the theaters and then put the content in at the same time. They'll lift those restrictions too. Shannon, appreciate it. Thank you very much. Merry Christmas. All right. 
Thanks, guys. You bet. We'll come back hour two coming your way with some feedback Friday here on Blaze TV radio and podcast. You don't want to miss it. Stay tuned. Hey, we're back with Hour 2, live and on demand on Blaze TV, radio, and podcast. Steve Dace here with Todd Erzin, Aaron McIntyre, and all of you. Let us know what you think about what we think. There are numerous ways that you can interact with us via the stevedace.com inbox. We're going to get to some of that feedback here shortly. You can email the show, steve at stevedace.com. That's D-E-A-C-E. Like us on Facebook uh, and MeWe at Steve Dace. On Parlor at Steve Dace. You can follow us there at Steve Dace Show over on Twitter. And then there's our new YouTube channel at youtube.com slash Steve Dace. Also, the holiday season is here. It feels like it's been a long time coming. Maybe it's time to make it worth the wait. Why not send the perfect gift, the best gift of all? Meat. Maybe gift that to yourself with our friends over at Omaha Steaks. Try their new delicious holiday feast. It's the Deluxe Grillers Assortment. It includes perfectly aged top sirloin steaks, along with other incredible meats, amazing sides, and famous Omaha Steak desserts. And right now, you can get this mouth-watering package, plus four free burgers and a free digital meat thermometer at an exclusive price if you go to Omaha Steaks. Just like it sounds. OmahaSteaks.com and enter the code DACE into the search bar. That's D-E-A-C-E. That's extra burgers plus an extra gift on top of phenomenal food for the serious griller and the serious eater. All right. So get a jump on gift shopping with Omaha Steaks today. All backed by a 100% money back guarantee, which I highly doubt you're going to use. We've been eating this stuff for years. You guys ever had the Omaha steaks before? You guys ever had those? I don't think so. I have. have. Are they good? Oh, yes. Yeah, they're really good. All right. OmahaSteaks.com. See how confident I was? I had no idea what their answer was going to be. He might have come back and said, well, no, man. Hey. Better out than in after we got done eating that. I've told you before. We need to go pumpkins. I'm a a steak guy. Yeah. OmahaSteaks.com slash Dace. That's D-E-A-C-E. If you're a podcast listener, please hit that subscribe button for us and leave us a five-star review. If you haven't done those things already, the more of you that do, the more it will help the show to grow. Thanks to all of you that have done those things for the program. We appreciate you. And now we get to Feedback Friday. We haven't done had a chance to do this in a while between vacation and everything else. You guys ready to go? Let the people speak. Indeed. Let's begin with Austin, who begins with a question. Are Christians supposed to stay away from partisanship. He means this in a political sense. Well, what's the definition of the word partisanship? Now, I, I just wrote a book a couple of years ago called Truth Bombs. And one of the core themes of that book is drawing a line between being a patriot and a partisan, right? And there's an entire chapters and pages of that book that draw the distinction, the distinction between being a patriot and a partisan. But if you go to the dictionary, the definition of partisanship, the very first definition is, and I quote, prejudice in favor of a particular cause, semicolon, bias. Prejudice and bias are those things that you guys believe are inherent to a biblical worldview, prejudice and bias. What do you think? Well, not as we define them in modern terms. 
No. I think no. prejudice, bias, and discrimination are all central to a biblical worldview. Yes. But, but not in the way. the faculty at Wellesley. Oh, but not in the but way not that in it's defined by the world. It's I defined, yeah. 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 yeah, I thought you were making but, a different joke, sorry. But are we supposed to be prejudiced and discriminating? That's a, those are, in other words, for discernment. That's yes. A, that's yeah, a, but, that, but that's, you're, you're talking about being prejudiced and discerning in fa- what's the goal of a discernment? Ultimately, you practice discernment to know what is true and what is right. Correct. correct? Okay. That's my point. Partisanship here, when you're talking about, the, in this case, prejudice is being done in order to advance your side or your cause. And it's it, it's the phenomenal observation that C.S. Lewis makes in the Screw Tape Letters when he says, "Hey, we don't care if the person is a, a patriot or a pacifist, it, as long as they make their faith." a means to a worldly outcome or the, a means to a worldly end, we got our man. That's mm-hmm. all we care about. They're, they're not a threat to us. All the critical thinking, we had this whole conversation yesterday about the importance of critical thinking. You're, based on your experience, both before and since you came to work on this show, would either of you say that partisanship encourages and incentivizes critical thinking from people? No, Towards a political priority? No, 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 absolutely no. not. So, who did we establish yesterday as against critical thinking? The devil. The devil, yeah. right? He, he, devil's not on team critical thinking, right? Mm-hmm. And we just now we pointed out that partisanship is not one that incentivizes or encourages critical thinking. Well, correct. It, In the political it seems sense, seems to yes. very easily take people down that road. Right. Right. I mean, we just saw this yesterday with Lynn Wood. whether he's a capable attorney in this case is up for debate, Mm -hmm. right? Okay. That's a separate question though from, well, um, he voted for Democrats in 2000 or funded, he voted or sent a check to Democrats in 2018. Mm -hmm. So he can't be trusted here. Well, he did that. Maybe, maybe not. Yeah, yeah, maybe, 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 but he he may have done that then when he represented Nicholas Sandman and Mm -hmm. everybody thought he was a hero, right? Mm -hmm. All right. I mean, that's what partisanship does. It, 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 that level of, you know, a few years ago, the phrase was whataboutism, okay? Mm-hmm. It, it creates that sort of notion. Now, can Christians build coalitions with people? Well, yeah, absolutely. I mean, every single, every, you know, all of us, whether in or outside the family of God at the moment, are fearfully and wonderfully made, right? Mm-hmm. All of us carry his image, regardless of our current relationship status with him, correct? Right. Okay. So then, yes, you can. But it, 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 the difference, so then the, the obvious follow-up question then is, what's the difference between a coalition and partisanship? Because you would only, fall, fall, you would only form a coalition with others, if you thought the the common goals and ground and and that you two had or the other you and others had were worthy of winning the day yes. right or winning that moment yes which means you're trying to defeat or oppose something that you think is mm-hmm. worth coalescing to defeat or oppose or mm-hmm. stand athwart right yeah okay so the difference between building coalitions and partisanship is in in the case of partisanship you will lose your 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 identity to that cause and in a coalition you will say hey i'm fine agreeing with you on where we agree 
but just make sure it doesn't change where we don't. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Doesn't that doesn't change? If if you need me to agree with you on everything, then we can't form a coalition. If you're fine agreeing with me on this thing and I'm fine agreeing with you, then we're fine. And one of the struggles I have had in my career is that most people in our business, not just the conservative media side, but just politics in general, don't want a coalition. They want partisanship. They, they ask from me that which I cannot give them. Um, unconditional allegiance. No. No. I mean, there's, there's probably nobody more responsible for Mike Huckabee being a household name in America than himself, than me and a few other people in Iowa that took him from 0.0.0% to getting the most votes in the history of the Iowa caucuses at the time. Right? Fair? Right. Yeah, Fair? yeah. Okay. And I think he and many people around him just automatically expected when he ran again in 2016, you know, I've just been sitting around for the last eight years with my thumb up my keister waiting for old Mike to get off the sidelines, right? Yeah. No, I put him through the same vetting process as everybody else. And then came to the conclusion, I don't think he's the right man for the time. And he said, hey, you know what, Steve, I really respect. No, 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 he, he didn't like that. Got pissed. So that's what most people want. I may do that to Ted Cruz this next time or whatever he chooses to run the next time. I, mean, I got a birthday invitation to his 50th birthday party in the mail yesterday. Happy birthday, by the way, Ted. I texted with him today. I love the man. But I'm telling you right now, and you guys know me well enough to know, I mean it when I say it. We go through this vetting process again, and if I don't think he's the best candidate, I don't care how many times he invited me to his birthday, how many times he did this, that, how much I love his father, I'm going to go with the person I think is. Period. That's it. That that, And you believe in that so much that if you think that, but... Aaron and I don't, you'll certainly let us have our voice. Sure. That won't be like the secret room we go into where yeah. we suddenly have to know. We'll, we'll talk about it. No, we'll listen, I'm out. not going to insult you either. Obviously, no, no, no. My prior relationship with Ted gives him a standing to start a, a process with that others that I don't know, like a Ron DeSantis, who I'm very interested in getting to know more of. I'm very impressed with the fact he hired our boy Kyle Lamb to go down yeah. there and work for him. That yeah. shows a guy that knows that, that, that yeah. is doing his homework like you didn't just like google you know and come up with kyle lamb's name you know what i'm saying yeah. if you're if you're signing kyle lamb up to help you do data analysis on COVID and other things then you you have you're 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 crossing eyes and or, or dotting eyes and crossing teams mm -hmm. right but i don't know him at all and so we are human the fact i do have a personal relationship with ted does alter the calculus somewhat in his favor. I would be lying if I said that wasn't true. I, I know him. But it, it, I mean, I knew Mike Huckabee too. It, it's just, I don't work that way. I, I'm into, doesn't mean I'm always right. I want to make that point clear. I'm not always right. I'm wrong quite a bit. But that's how I operate. Like, you don't like ever... Unless we share a last name or DNA, you like don't ever arrive with me. You know what I mean? Like, there's never a point where you're just like, "Hey, man, I, 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 I own you," with me, because I don't even do that with myself. Do I, I mean, if anything, anybody that knows me on a personal level will tell you I struggle with contentment. Okay, that's a struggle of mine. I'm always looking for the next fight, the next adventure, the next distraction. Contentment is not my jam. 
So I don't even allow myself to feel like I've arrived. I'm never even contented or satisfied with myself, let alone let other people do that with me. But partisanship says we just dismiss all of that and, and we form a, a milder form of groupthink, really. And now here's, if I'm going to make a challenge to my position, though, what happens when the culture devolves into a civil war? That gets, I think it gets far more difficult to navigate these kinds of waters, right? When one, when one side's pointing some, a gun at you and another one is not, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Then, the, then it, you kind of feel like the calculus kind of changes at that moment, right? A little, at well, least you, somewhat. The okay. words you used just before this, before you started talking about uh, uh, Ted, you said in certain times, in certain situations. That's the thing. That's We're not supposed to be uh, lacking tactical thinking uh, as Christians. You, and this is, a, oh, this is fully a conversation about idol worship, ultimately. Sure. You, you need to then wake up tomorrow then and reevaluate that group you joined and is it still valid? That's right. the problem with, it's, it's, it, the extension of this is, should you ever be a Republican or a Democrat? It's fine to be a Republican or broadly speaking, I'm not talking about any, but, but a Democrat like 30 years ago, you thought you were doing one thing as a Christian. Mm-hmm. Now you're supporting abortion and gay marriage, but you just can't possibly think of being mm-hmm. anything other than a Democrat. That you cannot do. Yeah. But can you be a Democrat on any? Of course, you, or a Republican or whatever, a Whig. Yes, but then you need to wake up the next day. I think those are your words, and I think you actually didn't, at the moment you said them, realize the import of them. You said at a particular time, at a particular hour, yep. that we're called to read the signs of the times. Yes. Yeah. I mean, if you, you you see the ebb and flow in how I've behaved this yes. this year. For I mean, I started off in March saying, instead of shutting the country down, why don't we just wear masks? But the very people that told us right now, that are guaranteeing us that the masks work right now, told us back in March that wouldn't work. Right. We've done all these previous studies on masks. Mm-hmm. That's why you don't wear masks during the flu season. They don't work. So we have to lock the country down. Remember, we had these conversations. Mm-hmm. I remember, I rem- we just had Shannon on. I remember the, the DACE group right before the country locked down. I, we had her, she was on the DACE group. And I'm like, instead of doing this, why don't we just wait? And she lost it on me. Do you remember this? Mm-hmm. All right. So the, the, the people now telling us we have to wear them maybe forever told us in March we couldn't do that. They don't work all their... And you know what? When you went back and researched all of their data prior to this year, you know what it all said? They don't they, work. They, they don't work. Okay? So I'm where the data is at. That's where I am at. If Anthony Fauci, as much as I loathe and disdain him on a human level, I love the truth more. If in January and February... A mighty work is done in his life, and he woke up and he said, you know what, guys? I mean, let's just it's time to just start being honest about this. Okay, I'm going to go where the data goes. I'm going to go where I think the truth is. I thought Trump was wrong to criticize Brian Kemp at a time that he was leading the way in the charge and pushing back on COVID, right? Right. Did I say so at the time? You did. I think Brian Kemp has been extraordinarily, and well, maybe that's a tough word. How about disappointingly weak these last few weeks, okay? Um, And I think Trump, if anything, hasn't criticized him and leaned on him enough. So now on the Trump-Kemp fracas, I'm on Team Trump now. Why? Because I'm, I'm, I'm following where I think the truth is at, at that moment. At that moment. If you ever want to know what I'm going to do or think, it's where I think the data and the truth is at, at that time. 
you know? And that's why, and you guys have seen some of this behind the scenes. I have, I have lost, gained, relost, and regained how many associations and friends over the years? Because of this. This is why. But it's, but, but, but it's, also, it's also the only way I don't lose my soul doing this. I can't think of another way that I won't become what I hate doing this. Is, is, is I have to put this moat up against me because I want to join. I'm a human being. I, I, I on some level I do, I, I have more resistance to it than others just because of the way I was raised. And I was often on, felt like I was on my own and it was kind of me against the world. But at the end, I'd like to be a part of a cause. I, I'd like to be a part of a team. I, I'd like to feel like I belonged, you know, somewhere in there's a real human being. Okay. And so the only way that I can think of to avoid becoming that is to, is to put this barrier up that we can't go there. I mean, years ago, Bobby Jindal called, had one of his, uh, his, his chief of staff called me. The Lions were getting ready to play the New Orleans Saints in the NFL playoffs down in, in Louisiana. And Bobby Jindal wanted to run for president the next time. We hadn't even had the 2012 caucuses yet. That tells you what probably people thought of Mitt Romney's prospects that year. We hadn't even had the 2012 prospects yet or caucus is yet. And he's already reaching out to me about 2016. And he invited me to go down and be a guest in his suite with him for the Saints Lions NFL playoff game. Now, see, I would have no problem going and doing that. And then just like having it not impact my decision making process at all. But I'm not sure everybody else in that equation would see it the same way. So I just thought the best thing for me to do was to politely decline. Right. Right. Plus, I also knew given the Lions playoff history, we were going to get housed and it was like 28 nothing in the first quarter. <laughs> so I made it easier. <laughs> I want to make myself look too pious here. But this is how this is why Daniel and I get along so well. He's one of the very few other people I've met in this business who's wired like me where that is concerned. Where he just wants to know what is true. That's it. I just want to know what what, what the truth is. And I think a lot of people want to know what the truth is, provided it advances their cause. I think the truth is the cause to advance. Does that make sense? Oh, totally. I I think partisanship kind of gets in the way of that. But even, it's funny what's bouncing into my brain as as you keep talking. Scripture is a big help. Uh, A discussion that we've done on the show before about the different kinds of Jewish laws and their application at different, uh, moral law, eternal law for all people at all times, ceremonial law, civil law, things specifically for the Jewish people. It's, there's, which is a conversation about context, just like you're saying, time, place, situation. I mean, this question has answers through and through if you pick up your Bible and read it. Mm-hmm. But I do think if you're in a, if you're in a survival situation in a culture, you still don't sacrifice your ultimate principles and things of that nature. The moral law, yeah, the moral law. But the line between that law and where the gray area is at, the more and more things around you may devolve. You may not have a luxury of as much gray area as you would have have, have in, in another time uh, claimed when someone is saying, we're going to take your children now. Know what I'm saying? Yeah, yes. Yeah. Um, Joy Woodard in Boise, Idaho writes, on August 27th, 2019, when talking about polls in the next election, you said, 
quote, the coming election could very well be the year finally we may have devolved in fact to the fact that odds are a money line bet that the majority of the data you get next year in these polls is just all made up whole cloth. End quote. She said that was some truth there, yep. brother. What date was that? August 27th, 2019. Yeah. She said, I said that on the show. Wow. Why can't you be right about the good stuff? I keep saying that. I keep saying that. <laughs> you know what? Detroit Lions are going to the Super Bowl <laughs> at some point. <laughs> Can I be right about something good? Tony writes, credit where credit is due, my friend. Your words were prophetic a few months ago when you reluctantly expressed your fear that this November there would be a coordinated effort to attack the last remaining bastion of the dem democratic process in our nation, the voting process. As you said, if you can destroy the voters' confidence in their vote, then the dismantling of America is complete and the Great Reset can begin. That, that's, that's my fear. Um, you know, they, they spent the last four years parading every one of these major networks, parading Stacey Abrams around as the rightful governor of Georgia. She lost by over 50,000 votes. How much money has she made? How many speeches did she give? I mean, there was a period for about two weeks this summer where there was talk about her being the running mate for Joe Biden, right? Right. And you don't do that. Well, there's two reasons you do that. And they're both bad. One's worse than the other, I would argue. The first reason you do it is just cynical politics. Hey, we believe we control the narrative. We own the media. We can we can reinvent narratives. And so it's it the, the system's corrupt when we lose, and then the system is made righteous and whole when we win because we we have the control of the flow of information in the narrative. That's one. And for most people in our left media, that is probably what they're thinking. But there is an element on the American left that is for option number two. Take away all the peaceable means that these people would work out their grievances with one another. I mean, let me let me just explain this with my own psychology. If I didn't if I didn't have this level of conviction and then a job that lets me monetize my conviction. Let's just say I had all the same beliefs but I I wasn't as convicted in them. They they weren't a driving force in my life. And so I paid attention to elections every few years, but the rest of the time I've got another life going on. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Okay. If, and that's where most Americans are at. If I was in that place, I would be at the point right now where I am just sick of this. And I'm not happy that Joe Biden is going, it would be president, but we got to get on with our lives, you know, and I'll, I'll deal with, you know, not being happy about Joe Biden being president four years from now, the rest of the time, you know, I got to get my kids to school and get to work. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's kind of the psychology of this. That second group doesn't want that to occur. They don't want that. They, they want you to feel as if you can't move on. You're not afforded the luxury of complacency. That you need to understand that you won't have a chance to stand up to Joe Biden in four more years or whoever ultimately ends up finishing his term, they'll just do this to you again and can do whatever they want. 
that 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 they want to take away the peaceable means by which yeah I was really worked up I wanted my guy Trump to win the election I, for the first couple weeks I was convinced there's voter fraud I'm still probably convinced but eventually got to move on with our lives right no they want to take all of that away so that you perpetually now believe that the system is rigged and against you and can't be trusted and you must take matters into your own hands they 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 want the war they want it they want to see the clashing in the streets because if they didn't they would at some point practice some level of self-restraint I mean, cynical politics is what Nancy Pelosi admitted to about an hour ago. Hey, now if it looks like Joe Biden's going to be president, we can go ahead and do a coronavirus relief deal when I wouldn't allow one for six months, right? Right. That's cynical politics. I was trying to wreck the economy while Trump was president to alter the election. I wanted enough people pissed off and angry. They can't be mad at 435 members of Congress, but they can't be mad at one president, right? This is different. This isn't cynicism. It's nihilism. We're strip mining this place. And what's the difference? An example was in your bleep Democrats say montage this week, Aaron. The guy that goes on The View and says, yeah, we have a COVID-19 problem. But we got a 1619, a COVID-1619 problem. That's a guy that is trying to hit reset on your way of life. He's not just trying to to represent a constituency group that he believes has been underappreciated or marginalized. He's trying to now marginalize you. And that's the difference. And this year I went from asking myself, why are they constantly provoking the people who own all the guns? And then I had to come to, I've I've come to the opposite conclusion. They are purposefully provoking the people that have all the guns. Because they hate this place. So they're fine with the collateral damage. They're okay with it. And really, as you talk, there's other than giving them what they want, uh, the, uh, the, the option of returning to normal, this is my complaint you've heard on the show, there's, there's, there's no normal to return to. And quite frankly... The old normal is part of the suckitude that brought us to this place. Hmm. There's there's just no returning. On some level, this fight has to happen. You will either become we the people that recognizes this is ours and you're not taking another damn thing from us, or we're just going to become we the people and we're the uh, uh, in Aaron's montage and we deserve to be ruled. It's there's no Saturday evening nope. post cover totally to return to. I, I agree. It's one or the other, which is why I keep telling you the COVID stuff is not going to go away until you we make it go away, meaning the restrictions, and it won't happen a moment sooner. In fact, what will come next is you won't be able to buy and sell in many places outside of your own home without a COVID vaccine. Your kids won't go back to school without a COVID vaccine. Again, for a virus that has killed more people over the age of 85 than it has all other age groups underneath. 
That's they don't ever freely give up their power. Name a time in history that government just freely did this. They don't, Aaron. And as time moves on and as COVID fades away and as the culture becomes less and less accepting of anything assembling, uh, resembling a biblical Judeo-Christian worldview, this disallowance of being uh, able to buy or sell will then slowly um, or maybe quickly at the rate that we're going morph into something akin to a, a social credit system. And that's a can of worms. I'm sure at this rate we'll open up uh, on another day. I, I don't like this. I'm just doing the math. If they if they wanted to hear your our eloquent our, our, if they wanted to hear our eloquent arguments, they wouldn't be banning us off of media outlets and college campuses. Right. They don't want to hear. There's no argument. There's no argument you're going to give Gavin Newsom to convince him otherwise. You want to know why USC is playing football this fall? Because black football players wrote the governor a note saying, we demand to play football this fall. And he didn't want to be seen as the rich white guy telling the black players that they had to sit out while every other league is playing. They exerted their leverage. That's what I'm trying to say. We're going to have to exert our own. And it's going to be harder than writing a letter. Yeah. It is but going to be harder. it is what it is. I mean... Martin Luther King wrote his magnum opus. What's the title of it? Yep. Letter from where? A Birmingham uh, ski resort? Summer camp. Birmingham summer camp. Letter from Birmingham Park. No, man. It was letter from a Birmingham jail. That's where it was from. More Feedback Friday here in a moment. I mentioned a few days ago, went over to Costco for our bi-weekly shopping trip out of toilet paper again, again. And man, if, if we had started talking about my Patriot supply on this show a year ago and I had said, hey, you never know one day you might go there and we don't have any toilet paper at the store. So get get my Patriot supply. You guys would have been like, come on, man. He is that desperate for money with that cheesy of a of a of a hook of a sales pitch. And then March happened. In April, and now again, December, okay? Maybe next time, what can happen happens. It might be food instead. That's where my Patriot Supply comes in. Save $100 right now off a full four-week supply of nutritious meals that are about the 2,000 calories that you need a day. Have that peace of mind to know that you're ready for it. It can't happen here. Happens again. You're ready for it this time. With preparewithdace.com. Preparewithdace.com. That's the website. D-E-A-C-E. Save $100 right now on over, over at preparewithdace.com. All right, let's get back to Feedback Friday. Wes writes, they're going to lock us down again, hard. But being the benevolent government they are, they're going to send us survival money. Then when we have to extend the lockdown, being the benevolent government they are, they will give us more survival money every month. They'll also ease the strain by giving everyone electronic bank transfers or a new form of it so you don't have to even leave your home. Uh, plus, national health care will be required immediately to maintain the health of the public. Public transfer, transfer, transportation takes over as autonomous vehicles make travel so much safer and cheaper because no more human error. No one needs to own a personal vehicle. 
Uh, however, as nothing is being produced and the nation is in a financial crisis, our benevolent benefactor will need to take over all property at that point. Because now they need to house everyone and need to control uh, all the businesses to make sure everyone is equally employed. All debt canceled. We only owe the government as they now own everything. We now produce goods so they can recoup revenue and continue to support us. Why do we even need property anyway? The government is supplying all of our needs. Now everyone is equal worldwide in housing, income, healthcare, access to food, and all personal needs. We're all in this together, right? Utopia. Finally. That's from Wes. Cue up the John Lennon. Oh yeah, that's exactly right. This guy I follow, I think is Alfred the Great said this uh, week on Twitter uh, that don't think of it as uh, working from home. Thinking of it as living at work, it's much more depressing that way. <laughs> and that, but that's a very funny way of summing up the truths that this yes. is talking. This is exactly what that embodies right there. That disgusting end where we have, we're just, there you are, you're plugged in unit. Just do what you're meant to be do to, uh, do for the state. Do not think outside of that box. It, 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 it's chilling. The dystopia is here. We are at the bottom of the slippery slope. Ross writes, I'm writing this because I honestly don't see what the possible solutions are to much of anything anymore. If the Republicans lose the Senate, which is looking like a real possibility, given the fact that George has announced that they're going to be extending the same ballot system for the Senate election, what is the next step? I'm in the place where I, by the way, our buddy over, our buddies over at Trafalgar just came out with their first Georgia Senate poll. Did you see this? They have one of them literally by less than a point. Yes. All they need to do is just win one of those two guys because then it's 50 50 and you've got Kamala, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, breaking the tie. So I think they need to win both of them, don't they? Because it's 50 48. Oh, do they need to win? You're right. They do need to win them both. Right. My bad. Yeah. My bad. So they do need to win them both. Because I just. (laughs) Thank you for correcting me on that. I'm hurt. So. I mean, I don't know why they wouldn't just do the exact same thing that they just did in November. Yeah. Why wouldn't yeah. they just do it again in January? They're still doing it in New York, in New York State as we, as we talk right now. Anyway, back to Ross's note. So what is the next step? I'm in the place where I want to burn the whole GOP to the ground and start over. But is that honestly even possible? It's clear they have no desire to do anything. But trying to fracture what exists into smaller elements just seems like it would give the Democrats a win in every election until the end of the time we have remaining, which might not be that far away. Is there any actual viable option for true conservatism anymore? Or do we all just move to the mountains and live as mole people away from all of them? You won't get away with that, number one. All right. The Benedict option, which we talked about a few years ago with Ross Duhout's book, um, or no, he, that's the guy at the New York Times. Who was the guy that wrote that book? Dreer. Benedict Dreer. Uh, Rod Dreer. Rod Dreer, thank you. Um, that's not on the table anymore. These guys are, are going to hound you like Jehovah's Witnesses, man, on a sunny Saturday, on, hopped up on meth. They're not letting you get away, okay? So everything you say in this email, unfortunately, is correct. I mean, guys... Just yesterday, about a half dozen Republican senators did an an amnesty symposium partially sponsored by George Soros. And Mike Lee did a massive guest worker visa amnesty giveaway to India, I think it was. At the same time, all these people are telling you, Republicans have got to win the Senate, where it's the end of America, 
And and then in broad daylight, before we even get to that election, you watch them betray you on one of your core issues, immigration. Without that issue, Donald Trump's not president of the United States. That issue made him what he is. That's his base. And they're just out there betraying you openly on it. While telling you at the same time, you have to vote for them to save America. And everything you just said is true. When I wrote Truth Bombs a couple of years ago, I introduced the idea of a wedge party. We didn't, that's not on the table now. Democrats, when I finished writing Truth Bombs in 2017, the Democrats have already gone to the place where I would have told you in 2017 they're going in the next five to ten years. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That part of that book's already outdated. It's not the greatest sales pitch in the world, but I'll tell you the truth, it is. That part of that book's irrelevant now. You don't have time for a wedge party. They're 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 round in third, man, headed for home here. Okay. So you're right, Ross. I don't see any potential solutions at all, which is why I'm afraid of the final solution here, which is a civil war. I am afraid of it. Because we the people with the guns aren't just going to peaceably hand over every it appears you're going to hand over hand it over for a while, but eventually, eventually human nature will kick in. And you'll say, okay, I can't, I, I just I can't do that either. I can't do that too. I don't want that. But we're heading there. And I'm concerned about it. If I could come up with another option of what could be done in the short interim, it would be having us congregate in a in a couple of states, a handful of states, and literally turning them into living, breathing examples of the doctrine of lesser magistrate. And federal resistance at that level. We're just not doing this in our state. We're not doing that here. And we don't care if you don't send us the Medicare money. We don't care. We'll just do this all on our own. Yeah. Uh, short of that, I I don't see a way out, Ross. And I hate saying that. And I know that I'm the conservative talk show host handbook tells me I'm not supposed to tell you that. I'm supposed to tell you that the that the way out is just to vote for the next batch of Republicans every single time. Mm-hmm. I I know that's what I'm t- that's what the conservative talk show host handbook says for me to tell you, but I'm not going to lie to you, Ross. You have correctly diagnosed the situation. It's the lady or the tiger. It's one of the very first episodes of The Simpsons when when Bart was asked to define. Um. A catch-22, and he said, damned if you do, and damned if you don't. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, you're right. I'm not going to lie to you. I'm supposed to, but I won't. This is the equivalent of just waiting for this system as it currently stands is the equivalent to in we talk about halftime adjustments in football we we just keep running off tackle and off tackle and off and they just come downhill at us over and over and over again and we never go the other way listen the the harry potter movies actually the, the, the what what is required 
and Aaron's a fan of the books. My wife was on her, when we were uh, courting each other. She was driving to see me. She was listening to them. So I watched the movies, and uh, it does something really well in there. Those first three movies into the fourth movie, he shall not be named. They just will not address the problem. Mm-hmm. They're t- which is what many Republicans, conservatives, whatever they don't want to, they don't care to. They're they're grifting, whatever it is. They're just not realistic about what really at stake. And then at the end of that fourth Harry Potter movie, where Harry's just like kind of paralyzed by that whole thing, and he's hiding from Voldemort, who has now shown himself to him. And Harry Potter just sits there behind that rock in that movie and feds finally says, fine, have it your way. And he gets up and blasts Voldemort. And guess what happens? The past comes to his aid through the, you know, his family, the, the, there's, because he finally addressed the truth. Don't apologize for it, Steve. Say it every damn day. The fight is existential. It is here. It is not going away. One must, two will enter. One must leave. That's it. That is it. Unfortunately, Todd, nobody listened to what you just said very eloquently because uh, Harry Potter is witchcraft. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. But to give you another another analogy from that along those lines that I've been thinking about a lot the last couple of days. I just have to believe that America is better than that. (laughs) That's the same thing (laughs) as the Order of the Phoenix. Harry uh, Voldemort, Lord Voldemort is back. He's back. But yet... The establishment mm-hmm. is just in denial. In denial. The signs are there. All the signs are there. People just keep disappearing. This happens. Just a year of anomalies, let's call it. And then finally, at the end of the Order of the Phoenix, the Minister of Magic, Cornelius Fudge, which I was just eating. It was really, really good, by the way. Cornelius Fudge sees Voldemort in his own Ministry of Magic. And that amazing moment, he's back. And... That's that's the beginning of the the third act of that entire story arc. Um, there's a lot of people right now who are walking around like Cornelius Fudge in complete and total denial about the state of America's soul right now, mm-hmm. which is not good. It's not good. Um, and, and as far as the Civil War thing goes, Steve, I, I keep saying this: Do we have an do we have a Second Amendment or do we have an expensive hobby? Because I'm not sure. I'm not. I, I get your point about human nature. I'm not sure if at this point, because of our largesse of human nature, just says, eh, I don't want to leave. I don't want to leave my Pleasant Valley Sundays or or whatever slice of that is still left. But we'll see. We're going to find out. We are going to find out. If, you, if you've ever wanted, what is the American people's breaking point? This time of year, especially, I bring you glad tidings of great joy. You're going to get the answer to that question now. You may be disappointed by the answer you receive, but receive an answer, you will. You will. Hey, if you are looking uh, for answers in the real estate market, make sure you go in during these, get ready, Erzin, unprecedented times. Bing. Uh, Make sure you go in with an agent that you can trust. Now, where would you find such an agent? The name kind of says it all. Check out realestateagentsitrust.com. This is a company started by Glenn Beck and some of his associates a few years ago because they were tired of real estate agents who talked and promised a good game but then didn't deliver the promised results when they were needed the most. And so they wanted to make sure this didn't happen 
to anybody else. They set up this massive referral network. These are agents who have had their track records fully vetted. Otherwise, they don't get listed. And just about anywhere in the country, we can probably find you somebody that's good for you, an agent that you can trust. Maybe there's some remote outpost you want to move to that we can't help you, but pretty much anywhere in America, you're going to find an agent that you can trust over at realestateagentsitrust.com. Again, that's realestateagentsitrust.com. I want to end this on a good note. Can I do that? Yeah. Joshua Lewis in California says, first of all, I've taken your advice and I'm pushing back in the school district where I work and my kids attend. I work as a science teacher at one of our high schools. Recently, we had a faculty meeting where we were discussing COVID and the reopening process. Like always, the same three teachers would get up and preach that we all need to follow the science, read the studies and listen to the experts. Their view is we should just stay locked down and go do distance learning. This time, though, I stood up and respectively asked the group to provide all the rest of the teachers with just one study supporting their position. There were crickets in the room. Then I cited several studies and actual data, which, frankly, I got from you guys. I called their bluff and they had nothing, nothing. Since then, I've had many of my colleagues email me or come to my classroom to thank me for standing up to those few teachers that always push the left wing agenda. I've learned through this that there are plenty of people like us that will fight all this crazy stuff if someone will just get up and do it. So again, thank you. I could not have done it without your show. Joshua Lewis in California. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. You did the thing, dude. You did it. I haven't mentioned this in a while. Let me reset this. Because it's unfathomable. Probably in today's environment than MSNBC would ever invite me on, right? But they did about 50 times over the course of several years. And one of the reasons I did it is I wanted to see, do they have an argument I don't understand? Is there some part of their position that doesn't make sense to me? Um, Because I want to know what the truth is. And here's what I found When they're done calling me racist, misogynistic, xenophobic, homophobic, bigot, as provided you don't care about that and get your tender, precious little feelings hurt. And and reply with, okay, now that we got that out of the way, let's get to the truth. Uh, Your thoughts on this. There's nothing else. Nothing. And that's why they don't, that's why everything's racist now. And we're not even bigots anymore. We're just Nazis or white supremacists. Well, let's just call you a new layer of name. Let's just do that. Take a stand. Well, Steve, that's easy for you, is it? I mean, I sat here an entire election four years ago, unwilling to support the GOP nominee. And I didn't support him four years before that, for that matter. And the previous four years before that either. You know how many times my job was threatened during each one of those elections? Multiple. Earlier this year, even much of conservative media was like, I think Trump needs to take this virus a lot more seriously. Remember that? Yep. We started doing the research on the data, man. It was us out there with our you-know-what's in the wind. If I'm wrong on something like that, We don't make it to May, June, or July, let alone the rest of the year with a contract extension. Don't tell me I'm not risking anything. I've risked quite a bit. I'm not asking you to do anything I haven't done. John 317.
This is Steve Dace on the Blaze Radio Network.